Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. I personally was going through a tough time and decided to sign up for BetterHelp just to reach out to somebody and really talk through the problems that I was dealing with. And the therapist that I was matched with immediately made me feel hurt and helped me resolve some of the issues that I was dealing with at the time. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy, and that way BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via phone, text, chat, video call, whatever you feel comfortable with. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at any time with no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Collective Delusion. That's BetterHelp.com slash Collective Delusion. And guys, that link will also be in the description of this episode, so make sure to scroll down and check that out. Thanks, BetterHelp. Hello, welcome or welcome back to Collective Delusion. I'm your host, Vanessa Casada. As always, I hope you guys are doing amazing. It's funny because if you call me, I probably won't answer, first of all. I hate calls. I hate FaceTimes. Like, I'm so sorry to my friends who are just trying to, like, catch up with me, but I literally will watch it ring because something about it, like, I just, I I don't want to be on the phone. So, (laughs) that wasn't the point. But if I do answer, I'm just going to be like, hello? (laughs) Like, I'm so serious. It's so funny. Like, I always notice it when I'm on the phone and I pick it up, like, as if I can't see the caller ID, like as if I don't know who it is. It's like one of my good friends. I'm like, hello. (laughs) Like as if it's like some fucking company calling me. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe if I'm in a silly goofy mood, I'm like, hey. But I just, the intro of this just kind of made me think of that for some reason. Okay. But hi, what's up? It's raining in LA. So if you hear anything in the background, it's probably rain or something. (laughs) So just enjoy it. It's like a little soft like background noise. <laughs> um, but it's kind of crazy because I feel like, okay, first of all, it never rains in LA. But when it does, it's maybe like two consecutive days. And then it's like, okay, three months go by and then it rains again. But it's been like every fucking day for like a week. And you know, I'm not complaining. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I love the rain. I'm so happy that it's here. But I'm just like, this is crazy. This is kind of mind-blowing to me that it's happening every day and like pretty, like it's pretty good rain. It's pretty steady rain. It's not just sprinkling and it's all day long. All right. I don't know if anybody cares, (laughs) but I'm enjoying that. Speaking of the rain, it was also raining on New Year's. Now I can tell you guys about my New Year's because in my last episode, it was, I recorded it before the New Year. So like I couldn't give you an update on what I did. But now it has passed. So I'll give you guys a little recap. So yeah, like I was saying, it was raining on New Year's as well. So it was like freezing cold, raining, nighttime. Like it was just 
not the optimal going out weather, you know, because if you're trying to be cute or care about your clothes, you don't want to go out in the rain. But it was also freezing. So, like, obviously on New Year's, you want to look super cute. Maybe wear, like, a dress, a skirt, some boots, something. No, like, that really was not happening. (laughs) People really did it. They really popped out like that. Props to you. But I was not that. I was like, I need to be warm. I need to be comfy. So that's the route that I went. But it was still really fun. Um, What did I do? I went to a bar. So... I, like, hung out with my boyfriend and some of his friends, and we, like, pre-gamed before, and then we all went to this bar in Santa Monica, and it was pretty fun, but at the same time, it was just so packed. I mean, I think literally every single bar and club in LA was probably packed like sardines on New Year's for obvious reasons, but yeah it was just like you know you're trying to move through you really have to push everybody as you're going through like that's how tight it was in this fucking club no it was it was more like a bar but it was like a three-story bar bitch you know what let's say it's a club bar because it was like three different levels and i feel like the top level you could just like go to the little bar walk around but like the bottom level was bumping like a club had a little bar in the corner like i don't know so different vibes little mix but (laughs) those places are always fun because it's like okay you're not feeling the chill vibe let's go fucking party and then we get sick and tired of dancing and screaming so let's go in this other room let's go outside let's smoke whatever so yeah it's nice when places have like those options what are all these noises in the background like i swear to god someone just started construction or some shit like what is that noise coming from you know what, we're gonna work through it because, bitch, I don't even have time to wait for that. So, yeah, I have to be at work in, like, an hour. I'm like, let me just record this. I gotta squeeze it in. So, yeah, the bar was packed. It was crazy. A wild night. Honestly, they were charging so much to get in. Like, the cover fees this year were... No. (laughs) No. That's all I have to say. No. Um, luckily... The security guard, for some reason, pulled the f- pulled us out of the fucking crowd. Like, me, my boyfriend, and his friend all ran up, soaking wet in the rain, freezing. Like, we're obviously just trying to get the fuck inside because it's raining. And the security guard immediately, like, looks at us and is like, one second. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, he's about to get us in. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why he cares about us at all. Doesn't want us to wait in the line, but he's like, I got you. He's like, give me this much money. I got you. I'll slip you in. And it was cheaper than the cover price. And he got us in ahead of the line. Like, I don't know what happened for real. I'm like, did he think we were celebrities? Like, I literally don't know. (laughs) Bitch. No, (laughs) he didn't. But (laughs) that was a joke. Okay. So that was great. But literally, like, got a couple drinks, walked around, took some shots, said hi to people. But immediately after 12... I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, I want to leave. And he was like, bet. And literally grabbed my hand, pulled me out, and we left. We ordered the Uber and left. Like, within two minutes. So, that's always nice, going with people that you're, like, on the same page as. Like, you know, if I'm sick of this, like, are y'all down to leave? Yes. Like, I always want to be with people who are down to fucking leave. Because I'm. I just cannot be that person who, like stays till close or whatever like not that there's anything wrong with that but I just genuinely do not want to be there that long like I barely even go out but I was like I gotta pop out for new year's and just be like woohoo like 12 o'clock you know and then 
we can leave. Like, let's celebrate a little bit, but, like, let's just go home after, you know? So, not mad about that, but everything was just so crazy. Like, Uber prices, cover fees, oh my god, insane. I don't know where you guys live, how it was where you are, but... Whew, LA is very expensive, especially when there's things going on. They really take advantage of you, <laughs> so... Yeah. But yeah, also kind of going along the lines of New Year's, I feel like I've been seeing so many people post on their stories like, these are my goals, like, I'm gonna get my goals this year, like, y'all, like, I'm not fucking with you, like, I'm just on my own, I'm doing my own thing, I'm gonna reach my goals, I'm gonna accomplish everything, like, or people are like, I'm gonna transitioning time, but you know, we're going to work through it, and I'm so excited for everything to come, people are like, who wants to do this this year, like, I'm just like, hell yeah, like, this is the fucking energy we need to bring into the new year, and I feel like people are kind of always, like, a little bit excited, a little, like, let's fucking go, it's the new year, like, goals, yes, we're doing this, we're doing this, and then it kind of fades throughout the year a little bit, but I honestly feel like the energy this year is a little bit stronger, and people are really, like, Nah, like, this is my year. I'm going to work my fucking ass off and really just accomplish things. So, I'm happy everyone's feeling motivated for the new year. And I think 2023 is just really the year of just, like, working fucking hard and accomplishing your dreams. But I've said that probably eight times in the past three episodes. So, we don't need to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Just wanted to mention I've been seeing a lot of that. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's keep up the energy. Let's go. I'm right there with you. But I kind of feel like over the past few days, my mind has been so spacey. I don't know what it is, but like, I just feel like I'm zoning the fuck out. Like, I'm just like sitting here staring at the wall and just like, for what? Like, or like someone's talking to me and I'm just like literally on Mars. Like, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what's happening. I can't respond. I can't comprehend. I'm just going to stare straight into the abyss. Like, that's just what it's been. And I'm confused. I'm like, mm, what's going on? Like, I'm like, should I take a tea break? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is like weed related. If I'm just like literally in like a, what is it called? Like a perma high or some shit where you're just like at this level of just like your brain is like foggy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Or if it's just like I'm in kind of a transitioning time, things are changing, and my brain is just kind of like, okay, let's just space out for a sec. I don't know. Have you guys been feeling this? Like, am I the only one? Like, I don't know if it has to do with the fucking universe. Like, are we in Mercury retrograde? I don't know. But that's just how I've been feeling for the past couple days. I feel better today, though. Like, I feel a lot less spacey and out of it, but... Yeah, for a second there, for a couple days, I was like, what's going on? Like, I genuinely feel like my brain cells have been extracted out of my head. So that's been weird. (laughs) But I think we're getting back to normal. (laughs) My brain is, like, functioning and feeling pretty sharp today. So, yeah. I've also just had this, like, extreme motivation. And I really think that just has to do with the new year and just being like let's get started let's go like I'm just like so excited to get things done and I'm like really eager to be productive and like I feel like I've been on my ass like okay you're sitting here what could you be doing bitch (laughs) what could you be doing right now like are you wasting your time or are you actually need this time to rest right now like I'm feeling I'm checking myself a lot and I'm just like let's be productive what can we do I'm cleaning this okay I'm gonna clean this this and this too you know like 
I'm not gonna half-ass things. I'm not gonna be lazy. I'm not gonna procrastinate. I'm just like, let's get it done. So that's great. Great energy we're feeling here. <laughs> Hope you guys are right there with me. And if you're not, you can get there. Like, come on, jump on the ship. Let's go. Ahoy. But yeah, I think now we can just get into the episode. So I kind of want to talk about codependency a little bit. And if you don't know what codependency is, it basically means depending on someone in a way that is affecting you emotionally and psychologically. And codependency is common in romantic relationships, but it can also occur in friendships or basically any type of relationship with another person. Like you could literally be codependent on your parents and like constantly need their approval and validation and stuff or it could just be like your partner which like I said that's honestly the most common one is people get into relationships and then feel like they need this person but you know again it could just be a friend like this literally could happen in any relationship and I think codependency is pretty obviously toxic but it's one of those things where like it's hard to see that toxicity when you're in that situation So, like, from an outside perspective, if your friend was, like, being codependent with someone, let's say, like, their partner, you could pretty easily pinpoint that and be like, oh, shit, she's, like, really attached to him, needs his validation, blah, blah, blah. But if you're the one in that situation, you might be a little bit, like, in denial. Like, no, I don't need this person. I'm not really that dependent on this person. Like, no, I don't need to ask them about this before I do it and stuff but it's just hard to see that like in that situation I don't know I think that goes for a lot of things it's just like so hard to see toxicity when you're in the situation and it's even harder to like get out of that situation but someone who is codependent will kind of do anything to hold on to that relationship with this other person And this can kind of stem from some low self-esteem issues, like maybe not trusting your own opinions and kind of valuing other people's opinions over your own. So just thinking that like everyone else around you is always right and you should just go with them and go with what they say and like seek their approval, especially if you have low self-esteem and like are kind of vulnerable in that area and you're like, I don't really think I'm making the right decision so I'm just gonna follow what these people are doing and so I also think like it's kind of easier for people pleasers to have codependent relationships because I feel like people pleasers want others to feel in control and they kind of will go to the ends of the earth to make people happy but you know in turn it obviously ends up hurting them and not being what they actually want so codependency can get deep very quickly and when someone is codependent they will kind of put that relationship above everything else in their life like that is the most important thing that's the thing on their mind constantly like that relationship literally dictates their every move basically and I think if you're codependent and there's an issue in that relationship because the relationship is the most important thing in your life it can have extreme effects on you for example like let's say you're arguing with a partner and you're a codependent person The argument might make you feel like it's literally the end of the world. Like your day is ruined. You might even lose your appetite or like your motivation to get things done. You might be like, fuck it. Like this day is over. Like I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to call out of work. Like I don't feel good anymore. Like I just need to sit home and like think about this. Like this is literally taking up my entire mind. I can't do anything else. Like that is when you can recognize codependency is like, 
damn, like one situation can happen and everything's fucked. Like my life is put on pause because I need to figure out my relationship with this person. I need to make sure that my relationship is good, healthy, strong. I need to make sure, you know, I'm not losing this person. Like being with this person or having this person in my life is way more important than, you know, going into work today and keeping my job, you know, like it gets to that point where it's like to that level of, I cannot lose this person and I'm willing to risk other things in my life for that, which is kind of crazy. Like I'm saying, it gets deep so fast. And I think a big cause of codependency in relationships with others is wanting to avoid the feeling of abandonment, which is kind of why they latch onto this person so tight and hold them so close. And they're like, I cannot lose this person. Like that would be the end of me. Like they are just afraid of either abandonment like being left by someone maybe that's happened to them in the past or they just have insecurities about that happening to them maybe they're just like that's their biggest fears like being left by someone you know it could have to do with past things or it could just be like maybe this is their first relationship and they're like i need to be with this person like i'm supposed to love this person forever you know like people just have different perceptions of relationships But I think a big cause of codependency is just wanting to avoid abandonment. And I think codependent people also constantly need approval and recognition from others to do things kind of in order to validate themselves that it is the right choice. Like I was saying earlier, they just want other people to be okay with what they're doing. They want to like tell this person, hey, I'm going to do this. And this person be like, hell yeah. But if this person is like, no, that's weird, and they, like, kind of judge them for it, or they have kind of a different opinion on it. Like, even if they're not coming off judgmental to this codependent person, and they're just like, oh, I wouldn't really do that, or like, no, I don't really like that dress. I wouldn't buy it, you know? Then that codependent person is like, oh, fuck, like, okay, I'm not gonna buy it. Like, they don't like it. They would think it's weird. They never want to see me in it, so, like, I'm not gonna get it. But, like, obviously an independent person, someone who moves for themselves, thinks for themselves, doesn't care what people think, would just buy the dress anyways because they're like, oh, well, I like it. I mean, it's not your style, but that's okay. Like, I don't care. I still love it and I'm going to be so happy when I wear it. So it's really just that need of, like, someone else's opinion validating you to feel like, okay, now I can feel secure in this purchase of this dress. Like, obviously, this is just an example, but, like genuinely is to that extent where it's like everything people do they're like should i eat this it's like honestly it's really indecisive people who also are kind of known to be a little bit more codependent or fall into codependency a little bit easier because they just can't even really make decisions for themselves or they struggle to make decisions for themselves so when other people make it for them they're like fuck yeah like i'm gonna just go with this person their opinion great they made a decision great i don't have to let's just do that but then it can develop into a codependent relationship because then they'll get comfortable in that cycle they'll get used to that person making decisions for them they'll get used to living off of that person's opinions and it just gets into this whole big mess of like you are just not yourself anymore because you're literally just living out this life that someone else wants you to live so eventually i feel like you just start to feel like you haven't made any decisions for yourself and you're kind of carrying out this life for someone else and someone else's desires and opinions and everything. I feel like it's kind of like you're the puppet 
And you're depending on your puppet master to like pull your strings and make decisions for you, make all your moves, decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And codependents also base their self-worth on someone else, which we all know will never make you feel authentic to you. You have to move based on what you want, not what someone else wants. And I know it's really hard for people who haven't really established themselves in the world yet or really established kind of an identity for themselves and felt like them because they're more vulnerable. They might have a lower self-esteem or a lower self-worth or just kind of not see the beauty in themselves or the power that they have. So they kind of use other people to put that on and be like, okay, if this person gives me a compliment, then I can build my self-worth on that. Like, oh, this person said I look good in blue. I know I look good in blue now. I'm going to always wear blue and feel confident in that. That is basing your self-worth on somebody else. Somebody else gave you their opinion. You took it and you ran for the fucking hills and you were like, bet that's what I'm going to always do because this person said they like it. Okay, what if one day somebody comes along and is like, I hate the color blue on you. It does not suit you well. I'm sorry. Like, just had to say it. You look way better in brown. What are you going to do? You're going to fucking crumble because you're like, holy shit, hold on, wait. This person told me I look good in blue. This person told me I look horrible in blue. What the fuck do I do? Like, now I don't ever want to wear blue because I'm like, do I look good? Do I look bad? Like, you're constantly have this, like, your self-worth is literally on this, on these other people. Like, you know, like, ideally in that situation, if someone was like, you look great in blue, you should wear it more. Great. Take that into consideration. Be like, thank you so much. That's so sweet. But then if one day you're like, I'm not fucking feeling this blue. Like, I don't think I look that good. I'm not going to wear it. You know, you don't wear it just because that person said it. Or if you're wearing it and you're feeling good, you're like, fuck yeah. I liked myself in blue and this person told me I look good in blue. I'm feeling fucking fantabulous. Fantabulous. Is that a word? No. (laughs) But you're like, I'm feeling good. And then this person who comes along and is like, you look trash in blue. You look fucking awful. (laughs) Not that anyone would say that or should say that to your face because they probably would not. But if someone's like, you know what? I'm not feeling the blue on you. Maybe you should wear the brown. You're not like, oh my God, this is the worst. Blue is obviously not a good color. Now I'm insecure because every time I wore it, I thought I was looking good. And now people think I looked bad. Like, no everybody has a different opinion okay that's kind of what i'm trying to show with this analogy here it's i'm dragging you guys back and forth being like blue brown (laughs) but like genuinely i'm trying to show you that like literally every single person is going to have their own perception of you so if you sit here and you try to skew it and skew everybody's perception of you to be perfect or you try to fit this mold so that everyone loves you and you know you like kind of a personality chameleon and you're like okay I'm gonna act this way around this person because I know that they like it but then I'm gonna act this way around this person because I know they're more comfortable with that like no just act however the fuck you want to act act however is natural to you and if people react negatively towards that you have to learn to not take it personally and you know, either converse about it or be like, fuck you, (laughs) fuck off. Like, I'm gonna be over here now. So yeah, I mean, that was just a little ramble about self-worth. It always has to come from within. You can never accept validation from others because like I said, it's okay to take compliments from people. It's okay to be like, 
you know, this person thinks I look good in blue, that's great. That's so nice. But I'm not going to go home and throw out everything, every other color I have just for this, you know? Like, you got to be like, okay, well, what do I think, you know? And that's also a big thing that I literally put on, like, my little kind of goals list for this year is, like, I want to look at myself and ask myself, okay, what do you want? What do you think? How do you feel? Like, yes, everybody's in my ear telling me what they would do, what their opinion is, what they like, how they feel. But then once I decide to make a decision, I need to have asked myself how I feel, what I want, how I want to do this. You know, like I need to converse with myself as well. It's okay to talk to other people and take their opinions into consideration. Great. But have you talked to yourself? Have you asked yourself what you want? Have you, you know, kind of referenced, hey girl, how do you feel about this? You know, do you really like blue? (laughs) I promise I'm done with this example. I'm really just dragging it on for shits and giggles. But, you know, like for real, turn towards yourself and be like, okay, that was great. Loved everyone's opinions, you know, but what do I want to do? What's the decision I ultimately want to make? What's going to benefit me? What is best for me? my life moving forward everything i would love to make everybody happy please everyone but at the end of the day like this is my life that i'm living i need to be the one who's comfortable i need to be the one who's happy now kind of going back to codependency a little bit i think people can easily become codependent without realizing it like it develops throughout their relationship with someone if they are kind of a more passive person and they let the other person take control of everything. This can kind of develop because it's like, yeah, I don't really mind if you make the decisions, but eventually it's getting to the point where it's like, again, like, have you asked yourself what you want? Like, are you even in the conversation? Like, it should always be about both of you. It should be like a little support system, like bouncing ideas off of each other, whatever type of relationship it is. Like, it should be two people being there for each other and themselves as well. But I think that's why it's just so important to set boundaries in all of your relationships so that both people involved understand and respect each other's space, opinions, decisions, all of that. Like you are your own person at the end of the day with your own life, interests, friendships, opinions, desires, ways of doing things. So don't rely on other people to tell you what you should be or validate your decisions when in the end, you know that that's not going to get you the life that you want. You should always move for you and I promise you are not hurting anyone, okay? Like doing what's best for you is always the right decision and, you know, hopefully it doesn't hurt people in the process, but if it does, like, you know, they kind of have to figure that out. Like, What's going to make you happy, comfortable, feel creative and passionate and excited? Like, that's what matters. That's what you should do. Not turn to somebody and ask them, well, should I do this or this? Like, I always say, if you ask somebody, like, let's just say, should I eat sushi or pizza? And that person is like, oh, sushi sounds delicious. And you're like, fuck, like, I wish they said pizza. Like, that's literally your answer right there. You were upset that they said the other thing. So that tells you what you really wanted. And, like, obviously, it's fine to, like, ask people, hey, should I do this? Like, obviously, that's a super lighthearted thing. Like, pizza or sushi, that's so... It doesn't really affect you either way. You're going to eat either way. Like, it's fine. Like, 
it's not really a decision that goes any further, you know? So asking lighthearted things like that are totally fine. Like that's just a little quick decision, whatever. But if you are constantly asking people like, hey, should I post this? Should I wear this? Should I do this? Should I start this new class? Should I try this new thing? It's like, why can't you just take your own answer? Like, why can't you just ask yourself, do I want to do this new thing? Hell yeah, that sounds so exciting. Great, let's go do it. Like, you know, why is your opinion not enough? Why do you have to seek it from other people? Why is someone else saying, oh, that class sounds so exciting. Hell yeah, try out for that. Go do that. Go apply for that. Whatever it is. Why is that what it makes you do it? You know, like, think about that. You, your own conversation with yourself should be enough to motivate you to do that. And I know it's hard, like sometimes we need a little push from other people, especially if it's like trying something new or something, but I'm just saying for every decision in life, like you should be able to figure it out on your own. And then like, if you want to ask people for fun, just like, oh, I already know I'm going to try this new thing, but like, what do you think about it? Like, that's great. That's making conversation, you know, but don't push it to the extent where it's like, they're kind of making the decisions for you, controlling you, pressuring you whatever. So yeah, live for yourself. (laughs) Okay, next topic. Let's talk about exposure therapy. So exposure therapy is basically, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's exposing yourself to things and situations that either make you anxious, scared, intimidated, like any uncomfortable feeling or emotion. So you expose yourself to that to kind of overcome that fear and be more comfortable with that thing. So basically, quick example, you're a little kid, you're scared of the deep end, your swimming coach throws you into the deep end is like, swim, <laughs> like figure it out. Like, you know, like you're scared as fuck, but you have to do it to figure it out and go through it and understand it and then be more comfortable with it. And then, you know, next time that kid is run into the pool in the deep end and they're like, cannonball, bitch. Like, I am ready. I'm excited. Like, this is my favorite part of the pool. You know, like you get comfortable after you do things multiple times. So it sounds simple, but like, you know, it can be a little bit more complicated sometimes. And now I also want to explain something pretty interesting about the brain. So just hear me out for a second, okay? So your brain reacts to behaviors more than language. So let's just say you tell your brain, I don't want to go to this new art class because I'm scared. Like I'm nervous. It's my first time. I'm not that good at art. Like I'm going to the classes to learn, but like I'm nervous. Like I'm, I'm just, you know, you're talking to yourself in your head. You're working yourself up and your brain is kind of like, okay, but it doesn't really have that much of a reaction. You know, like maybe you'll get a little bit of anxiety from that. You'll kind of be like in your head about it, but it's like not a huge reaction. But if you avoid certain activities like that new art class, your brain is triggered to protect you because avoiding that activity is telling your brain that that activity is not safe because your brain is reacting to your avoidant behavior. So, you know, your brain's like, why would she avoid this activity if she's not scared to do it? If it's not something terrifying, if it's not dangerous, you know, like this is obviously a super dangerous situation. I need to protect her. Like she's avoiding this for a reason. So kind of in order for your brain to protect you, your brain has three main reactions. And that is bodily sensations, emotions, and thoughts. 
So from you avoiding that new art class or whatever it is, your brain is creating more anxiety around that activity to keep you from doing those things that your brain is identifying as danger. So your brain's like, okay, she doesn't want to go to this art class. She's sitting in bed. She's procrastinating. She's not getting ready. Like she should be getting dressed right now, but she's not getting dressed because she's nervous. She doesn't want to go. She's talking to herself like, oh fuck, should I go or not? You're kind of like, oh, maybe on the way I'll just stop for something to eat, you know? Like, you're avoiding it. You're just, like, doing all these little behaviors that your brain is like, okay, noted. Like, she doesn't want to do this. Like, this is getting scarier and scarier. What is happening? You know, your brain's like, fuck, like, how can I protect her? So your brain's like, I'm just going to give her more anxiety, more anxiety, maybe a little bit of sadness and depression to keep her from doing this because obviously she's avoiding it so i'm just going to be like here's anxiety here's anxiety that's how i'm going to get her to not go like she's obviously going to be overwhelmed with this anxiety and she's not going to go it's going to be perfect that's what your brain is thinking so to kind of overcome this anxiousness that you originally had about the new art class you have to try to force yourself to go anyway even with that original anxiety that you have being like oh i'm kind of nervous for this class because then your brain will learn that this activity is nothing to be scared of and you know eventually as you go to three four five art classes you'll stop getting anxiety at all like you'll be comfortable or you'll be excited and this is why forcing yourself to step out of your comfort zone as often as possible will allow you to really grow and be comfortable with new things because you're constantly kind of showing your brain like hey i'm down to try this new thing that i've never done Like, I'm going to do this constantly. I'm always going to step out of the box. I'm going to make myself a little bit uncomfortable so that I can maybe enjoy this in the future. And I also do want to mention that, like, the first time doing anything is always uncomfortable and intimidating, a little bit scary. And it is a very natural human response to feel anxious about, you know, starting a new job or trying out for a sport, going to a new salon, meeting someone for the first time. Like all of these things are naturally a little bit uncomfortable because you don't know what to expect. You have no idea what's coming for you. So you're a little bit like, oh shit, how's this going to go? But then obviously, you know, after the first time you're like, oh, I see. I see the groove. Like there's nothing really to be scared of because this part wasn't that intimidating. This wasn't really as uncomfortable or awkward as I thought it would be. You know, like exposing yourself to that thing is going to literally just show you like, oh, I'm just working myself up for no reason. I was literally just in my head. Like this is fine. But, you know, like I'm saying, like, it's so natural to be nervous. So, like, it's okay to feel that way about something new that you're trying. But the key here is really just pushing through that. So, like, the first day of this new art class example, whatever, you're like, oh, I'm kind of nervous to go. But, like, shit, I'm going to get ready anyways. I'm going to wear an outfit that makes me feel good. I'm maybe going to like bring my AirPods or some shit so I can listen to music, make myself more comfortable, whatever. Like just expose yourself to those activities or situations that intimidate you so that the anxiety around that situation will start to go away the more you do it. Your brain just starts to recognize there's no need to protect you anymore or scare you away from something that you're continuously doing and you're probably starting to enjoy as well and get excited about it. And I feel like I mentioned cheer kind of a lot in these past few episodes, but I just, I remember the first time I did a tumbling private, 
which is basically just like you meet with a coach one-on-one and they teach you to tumble and do flips and stuff. And I was so nervous. I was so intimidated. I walked into the cheer gym and I was just like, oh my God, there's so much going on. Cause like while they're doing privates, there's also like a team practicing and you know, there's a tumbling class and maybe there's like two other privates going on. Like the gym is full. There's a lot of cheerleaders in there. People are tumbling, whatever. I was so intimidated by all the better cheerleaders with like all the higher skills and people who were like friends with everyone in the gym. And I was like, I don't know anyone. And like, I remember thinking to myself, like, I am so nervous right now, but I know I'm going to look back on this one day when I'm more comfortable and I'm just going to laugh at how scared I was. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, there was no reason to be as nervous as I was, but that's like cute that I was so nervous because I had never done it before. So it was kind of interesting that I like thought that in the moment too. Like that's kind of how I talked myself down from like feeling anxious and nervous and uncomfortable through that first like tumbling private that I had. Cause I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to be comfortable with this and I'm going to have better skills. And there's going to be a girl who is just starting like me right now, who was like nervous and feeling the same way I did. And Like, who am I to intimidate her? Like, I was in the same place as her once. So, like, that just kind of calmed me down knowing that, like, everyone starts somewhere and one day I'm going to be at the point where I know how to do this activity up, down, left, right, and I'm so comfortable with the situation. So, let's just chill, okay? No reason to work myself up. Let's get through that and I'm going to be at that point. So... I think exposure therapy is very helpful in overcoming your fears to try new things to get to the point that you want to be at because I feel like there's no other way around it, which there is. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be like, there's no way around it. Like, you have to just do it. But also, like, you know, if you want to get better at something, like, let's just use the fucking art class example again. Let's say you're like, you know what? One of my goals this year is to become a good, not e- not even like become a good drawer, but like draw a good drawing by the end of this year. Like literally one, like just one good drawing. I just want to look at it, be proud of it and be like, wow, I drew that. That's fucking awesome. Like how the fuck did I do that? I don't know, but I drew that. Like, let's say that's your goal. How are you going to get there? How are you going to learn to draw? I mean, obviously you could teach yourself watch videos online, whatever. That's why I'm like, there are other ways around it, whatever. But like, if you want to learn from other people, if you want to get other people's perspectives and ideas and lessons and little things that, like little tricks that they did and stuff, if you want to go to a class or like be in a community of people and make friends who like draw and paint and whatever and are creative, if you want to surround yourself in that, you have to just do it. You have to just like get through that discomfort and be like, okay, we're going to step out of our comfort zone. Like, however you have to talk yourself into it, just get to that point where you take that first class. Because I promise you, when you do it once, every other time is immediately easier. The first time is always going to be the hardest. And that is only because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're walking into. You don't know how to move yet, whatever. Maybe you feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, whatever. But like I said, everybody starts somewhere. And if you're doing this, you're doing it for yourself. So like, you know, don't be worried about 
oh no, is everybody in the class going to be better at art than me? Is Has everybody been doing this for three months already? Like, am I the newest person in the class? Like, who cares? Whatever is scaring you away from that thing, making you want to avoid it, shut that little voice off however you have to and just do it. Because like I'm saying, the first time after that, it's literally going to be flying colors. Like, you're going to be doing amazing. It only goes up from there. Like, you are literally starting at the bottom the only way is up, bitch. You're not gonna de- you're not gonna degress. Like you're gonna go up. So, how do you want to get up? Like you gotta try it. And I think it's exciting to try new things. I'm someone who really loves change, and is very excited about new activities, new environments, new things. So, for me, I'm like even if I'm nervous, I'm like always down to push myself. But I know that like going out of your comfort zone is intimidating and scary and. It takes a little bit to get there sometimes, but I know that you guys all can do it and I just want everyone to like allow themselves to get to their full potential and really expose themselves to everything. So yeah, you can try exposure therapy like by yourself or they also do it in therapy as well. So there's also like different methods of exposure therapy because like these situations that I'm mentioning are obviously a lot smaller than some Things that people need to go through exposure therapy for, like traumatic things. So like obviously I'm just explaining situations where like it's something new and you just need to like push yourself past your anxiety and get out of your head to like do that thing. But of course people need exposure therapy for traumatic situations. Like let's just say traumatically someone gets in a car crash they might be terrified to drive after that. So they kind of have to try different versions of exposure therapy to get back in the car, get back behind the wheel and be able to drive and feel comfortable and safe. So, you know, if you are trying to get through something like that as well, like I would kind of recommend seeking a therapist for that rather than trying to get through it by yourself, which obviously you can. And there's also tons of resources online as well. So like if you not like so you don't even technically need to go through it yourself you can have help from others or online resources but without having to like be face to face with someone and be in therapy but yeah i just i would recommend seeking help from a professional if you know it's something more traumatic that you're trying to get through but regardless exposure therapy is so good for big things little things in between whatever it is I think that that is the best way to get through something, to get over your fear of something, is to just be exposed to it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I need to go to work. (laughs) Um, I think that it stopped raining, finally, which would be great because I have to be outside and I don't want to get soaked. I was soaked all morning and I'm just ready to be warm and dry. So have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. I hope everyone's new year is starting off amazing and i hope you all are motivated to really get things done for yourself this year and put yourself first so as always you can subscribe to my youtube at collective delusion video episodes coming so 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 soon i'm so excited and you can follow my instagram at collective delusion co that's the podcast instagram my personal instagram is at kill nessa with three l's in the kill and then obviously while you're on here, you know, you're already on Spotify, you're already on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and click the five stars for the five-star rating, you know, 
just go ahead and click it. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it really helps the show. So show some love and it'll come right back. <laughs> I'm like, what goes around comes around, guys. Show some love. <laughs> but I will talk to you guys soon. See you guys next week. Mwah.